Hey, it's Larry. Uh, Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Real quick, before we get into this episode, I had such an amazing, eye-opening, life-changing experience at the World Parkinson Congress in Kyoto that I want others to have that opportunity, too. So Becca Miller and I and 24 of our PD community friends have launched a year-long WPC Travel Grant Fundraiser. We're each doing a two-week Facebook fundraiser. Mine's underway right now because my birthday's January 9th. All the money raised will be used to help offset travel costs so more people with young-onset Parkinson's can attend the next WPC in Barcelona in 2022. You can search out details on the When Life Gives You Parkinson's Facebook page or donate directly to the WPC website. Go to wpc2022.org slash yopdfund. If you or your business would like to supply matching funds... Hey, good on you. Email me at parkinsonspot at curiouscast.ca. And now, on with the show. Hi, my name is Larry Gifford. I have Parkinson's disease. And I can't sleep. This is when life gives you Parkinson's. Joining me is producer and reporter Nikki Reitmeyer. Hey, Larry. You almost made me yawn there for a second. <laughs> Sorry so about that. You're having trouble sleeping, eh? Yeah. I mean, I fall asleep fine, but then I wake up at one or two or three in the morning, and then I'm just up. You're up for the whole night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Wide awake. What do you do? Well, I get out of bed. Yeah. Because I don't want to bother my wife. Of course. And I go downstairs, and depending on the night, I try different things. So I try to, different tactics to go back to sleep. When those don't work, I then listen to a podcast or watch a movie or write in a journal or read a book. Well, hold on a second. What kind of tactics are you trying to fall back asleep again? Well, like relaxation exercises or meditation, uh, aromatherapy, soothing music, light therapy. I've tried magnesium glycinate, which is supposed to help with sleep. I've tried uh, melatonin. Oh, yeah. Everybody talks about melatonin. It didn't work for me. Uh, essential oils. Oh, I use essential oils to fall asleep at night. A little bit of lavender. Oh, yeah. I find it helps me, but my case is a little bit different than yours. I just have trouble falling asleep here and there. You have Parkinson's. Well, and I, I, again, it's not going to sleep, and melatonin helps you go to sleep, but it's, it's that staying asleep, ah. continuing that sleep cycle through the night. So what's next for you to try that if all of those other things didn't work? Well, I discussed it with my neurologist, and he prescribed an antidepressant called mirtazapine. And this is a drug that affects chemicals in the brain that might be unbalanced in people with depression, anxiety, and sleep issues. So they give it to people with Parkinson's quite a bit. Oh, okay, good. So it sounds like mirtazapine is your next best option. Uh, I'm not really ready to go there yet. Why? Well... Personally, I want to avoid as many pharmaceuticals as I can. Um, I have this belief or fear or whatever that, like, once you start on a new pharmaceutical like this, like, if it works, great. But then you're, it's a life lifer. Like, right. You're, you're, and you're probably incrementally increasing doses for the rest of your life in order to keep it effective. Yeah. Um, it also has a ton of side effects. Oh, God. Or potential side effects. Oh, One no. of them that they warn me about is, that, oh, it's going to make you hungry. You'll probably gain weight. I'm oh, like, well, no. I don't have any problem with that. 
<laughs> so I, I went online and I, I said, well, let, let me look up mirtazapine. I've got five type pages of I side effects here. I noticed that. You have uh, uh, five pages laid out in front of you. Those That's the side effects? So it starts with sleepiness, which is good. Yeah. Increased appetite, weight gain, dry mouth, constipation, dizziness, uh, strange dreams. Oh. Um, Serious side effects include suicidal thoughts or actions, oh my God. attempts to commit suicide, acting on dangerous impulses, acting aggressive or violent, wow. thoughts about suicide and dying. I'm like, what? Oh, this sounds, ter- and this sounds like really the, bad. <laughs> there's like FDA warning, suicide risk. This is a black box warning. The FDA's most serious warning. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh no, you do not want to try this then. Well, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to try it. So uh, there is one other thing I could try. Okay. Uh, CBD oil, cannabis oil. Yeah, I've heard of that before. Cannabis oil, sure. Yeah, so this the CBD isn't the THC. The THC makes you high. The yes. CBD, uh, anecdotally, has anti-anxiety properties and anti-psychotic effects. And a number of folks in the Parkinson's community that I've come across say, hey, have you tried it? Because it works for me for reducing certain symptoms. Uh, and so it probably works you know, just from... In my small group of, you know, unscientific surveys, about half the people, uh, and it, you know, it doesn't do much for the other half. Well, you said it helps with anxiety and depression, but how does it help you with sleep specifically? Well, it's supposed to relax you, and so it's ideally uh. it just sort of calms down the the whole body. I guess it's better than nothing, right? Well, yeah, and, and you know, I, as with all do things I want to try, I go to my neurologist and I say, hey, what do you think of this? And he was like, listen, I can't give you recommendations. I, there's not enough scientific research on this. You know, there is research with mixed results with, you know, shady samples. Like, there's the, just, it's been illegal for so long, there's just not enough scientific research on it to, for him to be able to talk uh, or advise me in any way other than saying, can't really hurt you. Oh, well, that sounds pretty good then. Yeah. So um, do you want to go with me to the cannabis dispensary to, to get some? Um, when? Like, like now? Let's go. Now. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> so have you ever been to a uh, dispensary? I... I have. <laughs> I have before, yes. I've never been to a dispensary. Really? Yeah. It's gotta be coming up here soon. Are you nervous? Not really. No. I was talking to my uh, neurologist about it. I said, what, how do you get it? He goes, well, they used to make it do like a prescription. He goes, they don't even bother with that anymore. That's what I heard too, that you used to have to go through this whole thing where they'd have a doctor and a prescription and now they're just like, whatever, just take it. So they, like my doctors don't know or can't say, hey, buy this and get this much. They can't recommend a dosage. Yeah. And so like, how do you know how much to take and when to take it and how often and well, especially when your whole life you've been told, you know, trust your doctor, ask your doctor, ask your doctor, and suddenly you're going, well, my doctor can't really give me any advice on this. It leaves you in a really awkward place. Yeah, and he's like, it's not going to hurt you. You can try. Oh, yeah, that's... But, but still, it's weird. 
It's like, so now I'm relying on this person that runs a dispensary to tell me how to take this, which is uncomfortable. I guess on the bright side, it's not going to hurt you. So that's always positive. But yeah, I mean, we're going to walk into this place and I have no idea what we're going to find. Are we going to find some like, you know, 18 year old kid working behind the counter that really doesn't know anything about any? Oh, I don't want to be in that lane. No. Uh, who doesn't really know right. what's going on? We'll find out. <laughs> God, I'm nervous. Now you're nervous. I don't know why you got me nervous. The nervousness is contagious. Anxiety is a symptom of Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need the CBD oil now, too. Oh, I see it. I see it. Oh, there it is. Um, okay, well, I'm going to park now. The dispensary is nestled between a Tim Hortons and a Subway sandwich shop. From the outside, it's just another black brick storefront with a logo frosted into the window. They could be selling anything. Okay. All right, here we go. Yeah, put the brake on. <laughs> Inside, it's like an Apple store. I guess I imagined a sloppy pile of small baggies on a dirty counter. Instead, it was bright, exclusive feeling. Tinctures, loose-leaf marijuana, pre-rolled cigarettes, all on display like diamond rings and silver bracelets at a fine jewelry store. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, next guest, please. Oh, here you go. Hi, how you doing? Good. I need to get some CBD oil for sleep. Oil, sure. Do you have it on account? No, I've never been here before. Okay, great. Um, we would have to make a membership for you to for you to purchase anything. Okay. But it only takes five minutes and um, two pieces of ID. Okay. Here's this piece of ID and here's this piece of ID. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good. Um. I just have to scan these and then okay. I'll just make a profile here on this laptop. Great. Um, and then I'm going to ask you to sign our code of conduct in a bit. Okay, great. But in the meantime, please take a, take a look around. Oh, great, thanks. I hope I get my ID back. <laughs> well, they have THC honey. I love these names. Banana split, bubble hash. Squampton okay. skunk sap. Um, there you are. So it's just our basic rules, you know, like no reselling to minors, don't take it across the border, be respectful of the people who work here, no sharing, like stuff like that. Sure. Um, so just tap, tap, tap all the way down. Yeah, so I'm just tapping here. I should be reading this, I suppose. I will not transport cannabis out of Canada. Uh, membership does not make it legal for me to possess consumer transport cannabis, okay? I affirm that I am suffering from a medical ailment and or injury that may require me to provide my medical documentation at any time. I, Larry Gifford, hereby confirm and declare under penalty of pregnancy I have carefully read, understand, and agree to the terms of membership agreement as stated above and confirmed by initial. Alright. Done. Is this good? Yes, everything's fine. Okay. So you're checked in and you're a member today. Yay! You get 20% off your first purchase. Awesome. Great. Uh, so I've uh, been recommended to try CBD oil. Mm -hmm. uh, I have Parkinson's, okay. and so I have trouble sleeping. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I don't know how to use it or what, what I should mm -hmm. do. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of options. We have these caps. They're a bit pricey, um, but this is an option if you don't like taking, like, say, something in your mouth or you don't want to taste it. This is a good, like, um, effect. 
We also have the oils, like they're actually called tinctures. They're okay, over here on this side. Okay. So we have some of these. We also have. Um, this would just be 100% CBD inside. Um, so for 15 mils, there is 450 milligrams of CBD. So this is quite strong. And it says even per drop, there's 1.5 milligrams of CBD. So these are um, a really good option if you need to um, like count how much you're taking, you know, like really judge right, like, the measure, doses, right. like measure the dose. Yeah. Um, so this tells you exactly, oh, one drop, it's going to be 1.5 milligrams. Okay. So this is a good option as well. Do you smoke a lot of weed? No, I don't. Do you, not, you don't smoke any weed at all. Um, have you used CBD or no. anything? So this is like a first time. This is. Okay, for sure. Um, My virgin voyage. Yeah, for sure. So the thing I was going to say is if you haven't, you've never ever smoked any weed or anything. Like I did that. in my 20s. Okay, okay. So you have experience with like, you know, being yeah. I was like, okay, cool, cool. So would you be okay with taking THC or do you want to strictly I, I, I take I want to strictly do THC. Sure, sure. So um, you're going to want to lean towards probably this one. Do you take a dropper, leave it under your tongue for let it like soak in for a bit and then swallow it? Just like one drop? Yeah. yeah one drop should be good. You yeah. could even mix it with food. Yeah, you can put it in your food. Um, another thing too is you're not going to feel it immediately. Uh, the thing with CBD is you, I think you have to take it, I'm not sure exactly, but you have to take it for a certain amount of days. I don't know if it's like a week or a month, but you have to take it regularly before you will start to notice any kind of relaxing okay. feeling. You have to kind of get your body used to it. Gotcha. Um, so this might, you might not feel it immediately. Okay. Uh, just wanted to let you know, Good. so you're not thinking, oh, it's like... It doesn't work for me! Yeah, yeah. yeah, it just takes a while for it to get into your system. There you are, $3 Thank you. Do you need a receipt as well? Uh, sure. Yeah. There you are. Do you need a bag or anything? Or no, good? I'm good. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I hope it works for you. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Have a good day. Yeah, take care. After we left, Nikki and I huddled just outside the store to gather our thoughts. Yes, okay. Left the store. What did uh, what did you think? Well, it was cleaner than I expected. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what my image was, but I mean, they, they've obviously they're taking care of the place, and they, they, they they've it's it has sort of a design element to it too. Yeah, this sort of minimalist, very like white, clean lines, modern, concrete floors. Yeah, and they had the big screen TVs and beautiful pictures, and they had everything laid out just so, and uh, everything's fancily named and. Uh, and then they seem to be, they, they have enough knowledge to tell you some information and, and they know that they don't know everything, yeah. which, is, which is refreshing. They're not trying to say, we're the, here's exactly what you need to do. They're like, yeah, it's, you're going to have to try it. It may work, may not work. What happens if you try this product and, you know, after a few days it kicks in and you like it, like the guy said, it would, you know, take a few days to work and then you start to realize that you really like it. And it's not cheap. It's uh, that little vial was, you know, twenty percent off. It's forty-two dollars. Whoa! Yeah, I mean, it was like it's, it's not just a light investment. Because if you, if you do, if I need to stock up on that, then there's another probably get three vials of it. So there's one hundred and twenty dollars, one hundred and thirty dollars. Oh yeah. Well, all this talk about weed's giving me the munchies. You want to go for lunch? Let's go for lunch. <laughs> so what happened next? Well, that night. That we got back, and every night since, I've used CBD oil, dropping the oil under my tongue just before bedtime. So it's uh, 9 o'clock Friday night, and I just took the cannabis oil, and I squeezed it under my tongue, and then I realized I wasn't looking in the mirror, and I don't know how much I squeezed, <laughs> but I think it was just a drop or so. Uh, we'll find out. Sweet dreams. 
I uh, just woke up at 5.30 in the morning. I slept all the way through the night for the first time in as long as I can remember. They said it wouldn't kick in right away, but it also is a Saturday. I get more relaxed on the weekends, so we'll see. We'll keep, we'll keep trying. So last night was not as successful. Uh, I woke up at 1 a.m. Uh, my arms and legs were all for tremoring. Um, it's like a full body tremor, tremor feels like. So I was up for about an hour in the middle of the night, then uh, woke up at 5.30 and uh, still tremoring. And my toes are cramping. So that's not good. Off to the gym, I suppose. <laughs> I'll try the, the cannabis again tonight and see what happens. So it's 5 o'clock Monday morning. And I uh, was up a couple of times in the middle of the night. Um, but I, I had a long stretch there from like... One to five, um, and uh, I feel a little out of it, which is good. Like that sort of a medicinal kick in, like you get when you take like a sleeping pill or something, where it's like you wake up kind of foggy. So that may be the cannabis kicking in. Well, this is going in the wrong direction. It's four o'clock. I've been up since three fifteen. Before that, it's up at one, and here I am. So, yeah, not working as well as I'd hoped. Night number five with the cannabis oil, and uh, I was up around one, listened to some podcasts, fell asleep, woke up again at four. So... Hello, cannabis, please start working. <laughs> I don't want to take the drugs. So just waking up, it's 4.45, so that's better than usual. I went to bed at around 10.30, so that's six hours of sleep. I'll take it. So it's uh, 4.15. I've been tossing and turning since about 1.00. I don't think this uh, CBD oil is uh, working for me, which is disappointing. I may have to up the dose and let's see how that goes, but it's been a week. And, uh, yeah, oof, I don't want to go on medication, but uh, I may have to because I need full nights of sleep, but I'm not getting them. So you're still not getting a full night's sleep. Did you give up? No. So the second week I went to two drops. And what I found was I would still wake up, but I would get, be able to go back to sleep. Oh. So now I've increased it to three drops. But like today I woke up wide awake at 3 a.m. Oh. So I'm talking to folks. And what I'm finding out about the CBD oil, cannabis the way it helps you sleep is it makes you drowsy, but it doesn't reinforce your sleep cycle. So it's not like you're getting REM sleep. Mm. It's just making you tired. It's not reinforcing your sleep cycle. Right. It's just 
allowing you to get rest. So you're not necessarily getting a good, deep sleep. You're just falling asleep. Right. So here's my plan. I'm going to continue to use CBD oil for a full month because the guy at the store is like, it's a day or a week or a couple of months. Like he didn't know and everybody's body's different. So I want to give it its due Um, regardless of how it's working. I'm going to then try the mirtazapine and compare the two for a month. Ah. And so after two months, I'll go, okay, well, did I feel better on the CBD oil or do I feel better on the mirtazapine? Now, the mirtazapine, you have to slowly get on and slowly get off. So I may have to be on it for more than a month to find the effects of it. Um, but I got to find a way to sleep. That's the bottom line. After trying cannabis oil, I still wondered what we actually know about how it can positively impact people with Parkinson's. There aren't many experts to turn to. After all, Canada is just the second country in the world to legalize cannabis, and it just happened. But there are people who know more than me, and more than most. Marinda Rossotti is the founder of the National Institute of Cannabis Health and Education in Canada, also called Niche Canada, and the CEO of GrowTech Labs. I talked to her on October 17, 2018, a monumental day for marijuana. It is a big day for Canadians, that's for sure. Cannabis is legal. Um, I think people are pretty excited. Uh, some of the pre-legalization people definitely have some concerns about price and taxing of medicinal cannabis. But overall, I think it's a, it's a good first step. So, Brenda, I, I have Parkinson's disease. Um, and I, okay. I just, uh, for about four weeks now, I've been using CBD oil, trying to help some uh, issues that I'm having with sleep. Like I started with uh, one drop, and then I went to two drops, uh, yep. and then three drops, and now I'm up to four drops, and I'm, I'm still not able to have a continuous night's sleep. Uh, you know, and there's nobody who can really tell me how much I need to take or how when to take it. It's so, it's so uh, haphazard at this point. How soon, now that it's legal? Do you think that doctors and, and experts will be able to begin to give recommendations? I, I share your frustration about uh, not knowing how much or, or what type of cannabis to take. I, for example, take a, a cannabis pill to sleep, which is a one-to-one tincture of THC and CBD. Um, but I really had to do a trial and error and really relied on a lot of the um the support that I got didn't actually come from medical professionals, but more patient advocates in the cannabis space. Um, um, and they, they've, again, um, been journaling and documenting. And one of the speakers who I heard who has had great results, um, his journals are actually now being used by medical professionals because there is no other documentation. What, what do you know about the effects that uh, cannabis can have on Parkinson's disease? Well, one of the things that um, we know is that there are incidences in which cannabis is able to provide um, uh, alleviation or even treatment for some diseases, um, including the neurological condition of Parkinson's disease. Uh, It's pretty high on the list. And the science and the pharmacology um, around uh, Parkinson's disease and why it works is because What I've read and what I've talked to um, many patient advocates about is that the endocannabinoid system, which is located in the brain, is made up of the cannabinoid receptors, um, which um, really respond well uh, to cannabis as a treatment for Parkinson's. Um, You know, studies have shown that people with uh, Parkinson's, that they've given anecdotal reports, of course, these aren't 
clinical trials at this point, but we're hoping with legalization there'll be more. But um, it reduces both the tremors um, and some research researchers actually think it saves the neurons from further damage caused by Parkinson's disease, which is huge because as you for sure would know, or um, we see in others as the as the disease progresses, it definitely causes further damage to neurons, um, making making the uh, symptoms worse. And it's felt that cannabinoids, um, that when they're used for cannabis treatment, actually help preserve the healthy uh, neurons. Which is terrific because I know you know people are having brain surgeries, and if they can avoid that as long as possible by just taking cannabis, that'd be awesome. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Brain surgery, there's a lot involved. It's it's interesting. Oh, my, yes. My neurologist, uh, when I was talking to him about my sleep issues, and I was considering CBD, he's like, well, let me give you this antidepressant. And I, I went online, and there's these oh, yeah, five no. pages of, of warnings and possible side effects that, that are terrifying, uh, including no. suicide and everything else. And I thought, yeah. boy, I, is it, that's not worth it. But, you know, there there's not been enough research on cannabis to know you know, how to use it, when to use it, and what the side effects could be. Like, there's no place well, for there is a, no, Well, there is a Parkinson's Foundation and a Center of Excellence. Uh, it is based out of uh, Northwestern University, um, and researchers there have um, engaged with Centers of Excellence. Uh, to look at the look at the impact of cannabis for patients with Parkinson's. Uh, so I think that I think that this is definitely one area where there has been so many incidences of um, benefit to patients that this one will move along quickly. Uh, even in the U.S. and even under this study, um, you know, one of the things they acknowledge is that um, pa- physicians don't have any formal education. Um, uh, you know, physicians are reporting that they're concerned uh, about um, prescribing um, and they don't know how to dose cannabis. But the ones who have used cannabis uh, do report that 80% of their patients um, that have Parkinson's have noticed some sort of benefit uh, by them using cannabis. So I, I, I share your frustration. And, you know, it's one of the reasons Niche was founded is what we found is that the U.S. states that legalized, they did it through a referendum. So the pro and con side spent resources and um uh, um, you know, debated the issue and people chose legalization. Canadians definitely still feel like it's been quote-unquote dumped on them. But the one thing we haven't had is that um, the, the medical associations, professional associations and business associations have all been technically waiting for today before they move forward, which in my mind uh, was a little unfortunate because I think we could be uh, much further ahead um, on issues that impact uh, patients if we hadn't been waiting for this October 17th date and just got on with it. <laughs> yeah, great. I, I, I'm not a weed smoker. I did when I was in my 20s. I'm, you know, pro- it's probably been 25 years since I smoked a joint. Uh, I grew up in a household where you just say no. Uh, and so the, yeah. the idea of going to a dispensary for me was really uh, kind of uncomfortable and nervous and yeah. uh, it, it has this stigma to it. And how <laughs> How long do you think it'll be before that stigma uh, is washed away? Um, you know, I think it'll be longer than it was in the U.S. states that legalized. Again, because we didn't have the fulsome discussion that they had. I think around the whole conversation around wellness, 
uh, especially the conversation about CBD, uh, when people openly start talking about their use, which people I think will be more comfortable doing now that it's legal, I think we'll see a shift. Um, you know, six to eight months, um, the lineup that we see today, uh, you know, at the cannabis retail stores that are op- that is open in BC or the ones around the country, I-, I think the people in that lineup will look different and what we'll see is more women and um, more older Canadians who are, who are looking for support for uh, very regular ailments that just come with age. Larry, I got to say, that's really interesting, especially now with marijuana being legal in Canada. I look forward to seeing more trials and more studies on whether or not cannabis actually does help people with Parkinson's. She talked about cannabis possibly saving neurons from further damage. Which which, sounds amazing. Well, it almost sounds too good to be true. I have to say I'm still a skeptic because marijuana is pitched to be this magical cure-all drug for everything. So until I get more hard research, I have to say I'm going to play the skeptic here. Well, that's fair enough. It's it's probably not the magic elixir we're all looking for. We did ask our partners at Parkinson Canada for their official position on cannabis, and this is what they sent us. To date, it has not been conclusively demonstrated by science-based evaluation that marijuana can directly benefit people with Parkinson's. There is a need for larger, controlled studies to better understand the efficacy of medical use of marijuana for Parkinson's. If you are considering medical use of marijuana for Parkinson's, we recommend you consult with your healthcare professional to carefully weigh potential risks and or benefits for your individual situation. We will continue to monitor the topic of marijuana for medical purposes and we'll update our resources as new information becomes available. You know, I think that's a really reasonable response. And I guess the most important thing here, too, is that, you know, you don't want to give people the impression that cannabis can be this magical cure-all and then forego any treatment medications that they're currently on until further studies can prove that it either is or isn't. And and again, even with all the relief that it can provide on the symptoms, nobody's saying it's a cure. Each episode, Larry talks with his wife, Rebecca. Today, we're invited to their kitchen table for dinner. Their nine-year-old son, Henry, is there too. Roast chicken and broccoli's being served. Before eating, they hold hands to recite the family poem. For each new morning with its light, for rest and shelter of the night, for health and food, for love and friends, for everything that goodness sends, we are grateful. What's something that mommy and daddy have been talking to you about this week? Parkinson's. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about it? Uh, it's good. Um, it affects your brain, and I really don't like it. Move on to mommy. No, I mean daddy. <laughs> We've also been talking to you about sleep. I, uh, I have trouble sleeping. Who else has trouble sleeping? There we go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what are some of the things we're trying to do to so Daddy can sleep better? Take naps on the weekend. And then what in the middle of the night, if Henry needs something, what do you typically do? Mommy! Give me a glass of water! Daddy! I need you! Can you come here, please? <laughs> Daddy! 
Yeah. Do these have bones inside? Yes. Yeah, it's a wing, sweetie. It has bones. So you know what else I'm trying to do? Or what I'm doing to help? Um, to help with my sleep? Every night for the past four weeks, mm -hmm. I've been putting those drops under my tongue. Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. It's cannabis oil. Do you know what cannabis oil is? No. It's another form of marijuana. I don't like you. <laughs> you don't like me? Why? <laughs> because you smoke marijuana. No, I'm not smoking it. It's not. It's not like the smoking like the neighbors used to do. It's just in that dropper, and it's just liquid. And it doesn't taste like anything. It just goes underneath my tongue, and it's supposed to help relax me more so I can sleep better. Does it hurt? It doesn't hurt. No. If you smoke marijuana, did that affect you? Well, it would affect you, yeah. Yeah. So, marijuana is legal now. In Canada. In Canada. You can go buy it. And both mommy and daddy in the past have smoked marijuana. We don't have any problem with people who smoke marijuana. We just had a problem with the basement neighbors because they smoked a lot of it and they weren't very considerate. Inside. They smoked a lot of it inside and we could smell it. Yeah. Smells like bones. Smells like bones. bones. <laughs> that may be the best description way. of marijuana I've ever heard. <laughs> Henry has excused himself and he's off to take a bath while Larry and Rebecca continue their chat. How do you feel about me taking mirtazapine? Well, you and I have a very similar mindset about pharmaceuticals in general, avoiding them whenever possible. There's certainly pros and cons to each scenario. And I, I think that there's nothing wrong with, with taking it if that's, if that's the best way to treat whatever's going on, at least for our personal choices. Mm -hmm. I had a prescription that a very kind doctor back in the day who knew that I was having a hard time post-cancer treatments gave me for, I'm forgetting which antidepressant it was. And I filled it and brought it home and never took one because I was afraid. I didn't know how it would affect me and I was afraid to find out. Oh, after my first panic attack, they gave they prescribed Xanax. Xanax, and you never took one of them, did you? No, because I was afraid I was going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Mirtazapine, one of the big dangers, is the risk of suicide and suicidal thoughts and tendencies. And so, you know, my, my intention is to try it, to, to compare it to how the CBT oil is working. But I'm going to need your help in monitoring me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can and you're you? going to have to be super honest. Yeah. About how you're feeling and not be afraid to scare me. Because I know sometimes you... You protect the folks you love from the dark... The dark places that come up. So I don't want you to do that. I want you to tell me because I'm in charge of monitoring that. So I need to know when the darkness comes up. Okay. All right. You think you're going to go? You think you're going to try it? Uh, yeah. After dinner and Henry's bath, it's off to bed. A poem with mom. 
and a nighttime story from Dad. She had one small satisfaction. Tonight, it's Miss Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. Dragon, who had been admitted after she was safely caged, had eaten his bowl of cat food greedily, sleeping powder and all, purring as he licked the last scraps from the bottom. It's, uh... 3.31 in the morning. Hey, Alexa, help me go to sleep. I have lots of sounds to help you with that. Do you want to give ambient sounds, rain sounds a try? Sure. So it turns out when you're up all hours of the night, you end up Googling some weird things. <laughs> Uh, poems and insomnia. Hey, look, there's a lot of poets that suffer from it and use insomnia as a muse, much as I've done with this installment of the podcast. Alexa, off. Most people with Parkinson's disease experience difficulty sleeping and resting. It can range from insomnia and sleep apnea to dystonia, cramping or spasms in the feet, the calves, the thighs. In extreme cases, there's nightmares, hallucinations, and lifelike dreams where people with Parkinson's begin to act out dreams in their sleep. If you're having trouble sleeping, there are simple things Parkinson Canada recommends that you do. A regular afternoon nap of no more than an hour on the bed will refresh you to continue your day. A nap allows you to rest your muscles, relieve tension and aches. Sleep on your side. If your back or hips are sore, put a small soft pillow between your knees. If you can roll over without difficulty, spend at least 20 minutes a day on your stomach with your chin resting on your folded arms. This gives the spine an excellent stretch and it relieves tension. Avoid strenuous exercise, hot baths, or hot showers for two hours before bedtime. And don't go to bed hungry. Use the bed for sleeping rather than watching late night television or balancing bank statements. Make sure that you wear comfortable nightwear and keep your bedroom cool and quiet. Always tell your GP and neurologist if you're having trouble sleeping. Next time on When Life Gives You Parkinson's. When I was 12 years old, my parents noticed I would, like, trip over my feet and kind of drag them a bit, so they thought I had, like, hip alignment issues. And when were you diagnosed with YLPD? I was diagnosed with gang onset Parkinson's disease at age 24. And I didn't know really what was going on. I'd retired, and so I thought, well, maybe this is an effect of retirement. My GP recommended me to a psychiatrist, and after some period of time, he said, I think you should see a neurologist because I think you might have Parkinson's. And when I'm, like, having a really bad anxiety attack or turning into a panic attack, I feel like I need something that I don't have. <sighs> Especially through my anxiety, my panic attacks, it's been really hard. Thank you for listening. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this. While you're there, give the show a rating and feel free to comment. You give us a good rating. Somebody gave us a one. What's Why? that about? What is Why? that about? That's horrible. <laughs> uh, the more the podcast grows, the more attention Parkinson's receives, the more money we can raise for research, and the closer we come to a cure. Uh, you can also engage with us on social media. It's at Parkinson's Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We've got a little Facebook group out, uh, on the on the 
Parkinson's oh, pod page. Cool. Yeah, so come t- chat with us. You can also email Nikki and me at uh, Parkinson's pod at curiouscast.ca. We also want to take a moment to thank our podcast partner, Parkinson Canada. Well, look them up online at parkinson.ca. Keep positive. Keep exercising. And keep listening. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.